are we rolling? Yeah, we can be. Oh, wow, straight in. Okay. I mean, you, we, can, um, we can do more small talk, but I figure <laughs> no, no, let's get the whole through. podcast is small talk, yeah. so let's not waste it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. I see, I see. Um, I should call it Small Talk with Tim Blackwell. Yeah, it's a pretty should. good name, that's actually. Good. I'm sure that's Feels been good. done. Bring to it. Okay, who am I? Um, hey, <laughs> I'm Griff, and I write songs, and I just love being in Australia because this is my second time in the month. Here we are, next episode of Introducing How You Doing and from Psychedelic Porn Crumpets, which I know a lot of you love. Thank you for your feedback on that, F. It was a lot of fun. A bit loose at the Horton Pavilion in Sydney. From a band name like Psychedelic Porn Crumpets to just an incredibly intelligent, talented young woman called Griff. Okay, so I've got it all for you on this podcast. Uh, you might know Griff from a little song called Black Hole. Uh, she performed that at the Brits when she won the Brits Rising Star Award a few years back. She's since toured with Coldplay, uh, Dua Lipa, Ed Sheeran, just to name a few. And she's back in Australia for the second time this month because we love her and she loves us. Um, she's going to tell us about her brand new single, which is called Miss Me Too, out very soon. Keep an eye on Griff's socials for that one, as she'll explain. Um, where do all us Aussies flock when we go to London? She'll tell us about that. Um, the first song she wrote, the artist she was obsessed with on her iPod shuffle at the age of eight, and how very British she was, keeping the fact that she wanted to be a pop star to herself, and she didn't tell anyone at school. Very, very polite. Very, very British. Please, sit back and relax, unless you're driving, of course. Like I always say, just... But just do your thing. Just listen to my chat. Enjoy it with grief. In a month. I was yeah. just saying to you off air in our small talk. In our small talk. Um, that you were playing a couple of gigs here early in January. And I'm thinking to myself... Has Griff hung out in Australia for a whole month and yeah. I didn't even know? I just love it. I'm not going home. <laughs> no, 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 I travel back to London, which is insane, finish the music, then came back out. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think? What, 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 do you, what's your first, what was your first impression? Was your, was your first time at the start of this month or have you been back before? No, no, no. First time was, was sorry, January. Was all or nothing. Okay, yeah. great. So what was your first impression? Be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be brutal. Okay, so I landed first in Melbourne. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Silence from you over that. Um, my, my reaction is great food, great crack. Um, the sun's crack. out right now. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, loving it. Yeah. Yeah. We like, because well, a lot of Australians are in London, right? Yeah, and yeah. There's loads of you. Specifically concentrated in an area called Clapham. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys love it there. Why? If you go out in Clapham, you're just like Aussies everywhere. Why is that? I think. It's, I don't know. I think it's like a trendy yuppie. Yuppie's a term, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it it's is. like a yuppie area in London. So you guys kind of congregate there. I also wonder whether Margot Robbie just kind of mentioned a bar there once. Right. And now all of you have just gone. Yeah. 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 It's like when Lord talks about one place in New Zealand <laughs> and we all just hang out in New Zealand waiting <laughs> yeah. to see Lord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obsessed. But I think we, I, I like London because you can get off the plane and it's completely different but also very comfortable like you drink okay. beer yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's we have the same sense not, of humour exactly it's, it's like different but not too different I can't be bothered learning the language you know what I mean like yeah, just well, get, exactly. I just want to get off the plane well, exactly it's just more miserable <laughs> we're like we're like here yeah, but just in grayscale you know I was there last year for like, the last time I was there was last year I saw Glastonbury Sam Fender in Hyde Park Rolling oh, Stones in Hyde Park but it was like the best weather the best two weeks of weather ever yeah. and I feel like on either side of that was the worst the ever. worst yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah you just bought the sunshine yeah, yeah. I love it now I, I got a little sneak listen to Miss Me Too. Okay. Because it's not out yet. What's the verdict? 
Well, I love it. Yeah. And I, I was I was thinking about this because I'm very bad. This is not good for my job, but I'm very oh. bad at describing things. <laughs> okay. Um, but cool. what I but what I think is your music, especially, is. Like, your first listen is you got it straight away. Like it, oh, that's it, good. I, absolutely. Like, yeah. I remember when I heard Black Hole for the first time. Like, you just have to hear that once and go, yes. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, and cool I, feel, I feel that was the same one with Miss Me Too. Will you want to tell me a little bit about that song? Yeah, Miss Me Too is, I think I've just gone full euphoric pop up-tempo banger. Um, <laughs> you know, I just think it's time. Like, let's not, you yeah. know, what's the saying? Let's not beat it around the bush um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's still like a heartbreak song and it's very emotional to me and it's kind of just about like I think coming out of the other side of heartache and kind of feeling like you've lost yourself in it and just wanting a part of yourself back that you had before you was weren't so broken and because you know. there's a line in there, you, you drunk the drinks and you shook the hands. Oh, yeah. I love that line. Thank you. What what's what is that about? Is that yeah. about like you you've kind of like well you you explain it. There's no point in me explaining no, what no, I think. Okay. You, you <laughs> um I guess that one I don't know, I like it. It's an open to interpretation mm. lyric, but I guess it's the idea that there was a plan, whether it is romantic or like I think for me this song can also resonate and just like a growing up sense. I think when we, when you grow up out of teen years, you get thrown into the adult world. You get thrown into like career and whatever, and and you're expected to just go along with this plan. And then you realise that the plan has kind of broken you, and you're there going like, I miss, I miss who I used to be. So yeah, yeah. it feels like I've been drinking the drinks and shaking the hands yeah. for my whole life. I'm not sure what else is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Tell us about growing up because I mean, you're you're uh, you are the songwriter, which a lot of I mean, a lot of people in the pop world, people assume mm-hmm. that I well, I, I know I assume that people have. Or, you know, get a team of thousands of writers. Yeah, but you are a writer. I am. Um, how did that start? What was the? Fir- Do you remember the first thing you wrote down? And what age were you? And, and oh, you God. went, oh, this is pretty fun. Like, was were you nine years old and you're writing about heartbreak? <laughs> I was. I was. Well, my first full song. I, I specifically remember my first proper song that I like produced and recorded was a song called like Target, and it was um, about like these mean girls in school, and it was like you made me your target. It was very emotional. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was very dark, and yeah, it was really in my. <laughs> um, I like to think I'm a bit better now, but yeah. Oh, I love that. Tell us um, about growing up. It's Hertfordshire, yes? Correct. Well researched. And you, it feels like you had, I'm going to say hectic household, because your hectic. parents had also foster children Mad. as well. Yeah. How many of you at any one time were there running around? Um, eight, <laughs> okay. I think. Yeah, so you've got my mum, who's just like... I mean, stereotypically Asian tiger mum, so not quiet, you know. <laughs> and then you've got like my dad, who's Jamaican. He's quite chilled, but loves music, so he's always playing music. And mm-hmm. then two older brothers, me, who's making a lot of noise. And then yeah, foster kids. They just like yeah. I had temporary siblings all the time coming in the house. So was there music? Lots of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My on, brothers on, played. Oh yeah. My brothers played. My dad's a really good singer, but he didn't. He just does IT, but he's a really good singer, and I, I think he encouraged us to take yeah. it more seriously, yeah. What was happening? What kind of music was in your house? Like, firstly, from your parents. Like, what were your parents listening to? Yeah, there wasn't much music. It was literally only a few, like, mixtapes that my dad had lying around, which were just, like, his favourite soul and R&B. So it was, like, Stevie Wonder, Bill Weathers, yeah. Michael Jackson. And you were listening to Fearless, I hear. Well, that came later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was raised on all of this like gospel, like, like real like black music. And then maybe around eight years old, I found Taylor Swift, and I was like, ding, ding, I love pop music. And yeah, yeah rest of the show. Where are you at on the whole? Because we're about to, we're about to experience. No, I, I know Taylor. I, I don't even know what the word is. I'm going to say euphoria, madness, because she's out here for almost. I know. She's doing three stadiums in Melbourne, three in Sydney, or is it four? 
four in Sydney wow. and four in Melbourne, before four Tokyo Domes, wow. before the Super Bowl. Insane. So we're just sitting here kind of like this. Like, yeah, there, the there is no is one else. It's going to be mental. <laughs> Lucky I'm chatting to you today because literally yeah, after, today, yeah, after today, my blinkers are on yeah, <laughs> until yeah. the end of Feb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen her live? Oh, do you know what? I've seen her once, but I don't think it counts because it was in like a Jingle Bell Ball context in the UK. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, nah, so I still count. haven't, I haven't oh, been to Oh, you've got to do it. Well, so why do you stay even longer and stay for the Eras tour? I know, I know, it's tempting. <laughs> I'm going to move here. <laughs> I also, in my research, you, you kind of are pretty self-taught. Like you went on YouTube and you were mm-hmm. working... Cause so obviously the songwriting is over there. Is that the production of the music? Is that what you were looking at on YouTube? Yeah, I, yeah? I guess I really wanted to. I really enjoyed writing songs on the piano, um, but I kind of wanted to listen to them back and like enjoy them in my own time. So mm. in order to do that, I had to like learn how to produce them and record myself. And so I just yeah, I would spend hours on YouTube figuring out how to record myself and make the track sound half decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the first song that you made? Like, so you wrote and produced. Yeah. That you're really proud of. Like you were actually like this, and it might not even be one that we've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, That's a great question. I'm trying to think what was in the early days, because it will be one you've heard. There's a song in the really early days called Moment, Mm -hmm. uh, which is out in the world. And probably if I listen back to it now, I'll squeal. But uh, I remember (laughs) really loving it, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess now I've, I've heard my question back. It would be silly that you're proud of a song that you didn't decide to release. So well, don't... that does happen too. Some days you're like, this was really good and I never put it out, but yeah. I also read that I love that you went to school and you kind of kept the fact that you were into music to yourself because no one wants to hear about someone who wants to become a singer. I love that I so don't know, much. Yeah, I don't know if it's like me being very British, but I just think like... I don't know. Also, I just didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't want to talk about it. Mm. It's something quite embarrassing about it. Like kids be like, oh, you think you're a pop star? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, i rather keep it undercover. And if it happens and if it ends up, if I do end up being on the radio with, you know, you, then people yeah. can hear it and it's great. But I didn't want to talk about it too early. So then is this true that I believe I also read, so you finished your exams, like your, I think you call them your A-levels, like A-levels, your big exams, yeah, yeah. on the same day that you released your first single officially? Is it that correct? It wasn't quite so synced up. That okay. would have been pretty incredible. It was like two weeks apart. Yeah. Let's go with it yeah, then. Two weeks is yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, essentially the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that process like, getting that first song out there? Was that, it was Mirror Talk that yeah. was the first single? Yeah. Do you remember that feeling and and then how your life potentially changed after that moment, I would assume? Yeah, I remember being nervous because I chose not to go to university and I was like, right, this is really happening, like music's now out And what did Tiger Mum think of that? Yeah, not too pleased, as you can imagine. Yeah, just checking. checking. definitely not too pleased. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was weird. I remember hearing Mira Talk got some radio play and I was like, oh, that, that was my song on the radio and yeah, it was strange. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember, I think that well, I think that this is true for a lot of people, especially who don't live in the UK. Mm-hmm. The first I saw of you was the Brits because mm-hmm. I love the Brit Awards. I oh, feel I always nice. feel that's the best award show in the world. <gasps> because, that's huge. That's well, amazing. Well, also because it's like it's it's stripped down. It's there's yeah. no bullshit. No, there isn't. It's performance award, performance award, totally. performance award, totally. and, and even the host doesn't really make it much about no, them. That's true. So it's very British, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. But true. you won a breakthrough. Is that right? No, sorry, you won Rising Star. Yeah. Rising star. You performed on the show too. Yeah. Tell us how you felt doing that. Uh, That was probably one of the scariest things I've done so far, just because the only show I'd done before that was like 200 people in London, tiny room, and then COVID happened, and then I didn't do any shows, and then the Brits happened, and everyone was like, okay, so now you've got to do the big performance. And the thing is, like, everyone in the UK has grown up watching the Brits. Like, we all remember the most iconic performances, so I just felt 
a lot of pressure and a lot of nerves, but it was fun. Yeah, one of the ones I always bring out at parties is the Dizzy Rascal and yeah, Florence Welch one. Like, how yeah. insane is that? <laughs> that so was... then no, imagine knowing like that you've got <laughs> yeah. like somehow put together a performance <laughs> yeah. when that's the legacy of it. It's like very scary. Yeah. Having this is not going to surprise you, but having not been on the bridge stage myself, you haven't. No, oh. not yet. It's still time. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you're performing, did you? Because I mean, it's a crowd filled with your idols, I'd assume. Yes. Did you see people, or were you blocking everyone out? Yes. Uh, well, it's very weird because it's like with the award shows you kind of are doing it really for TV but there are people in the room mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to think of actually more about who's at home and the millions of people that might be watching but then also in my head I'm like that is Dua Lipa and that is Taylor Swift yeah. and actually Harry Styles is also in the room um, so yeah it's like it's terrible it's really bad for social anxiety yes. yeah but I mean you were 20 when you did that I can't remember, probably, yeah. 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 And and from just watching it and having obviously never seen you or heard of you before, it mm. looked like you were born to be there. So Thank you must you. That's absolutely love performing. Yeah, I do. I'm kind of, you kind of learn on the job. No one yeah. really gives you an instruction manual. It's just like, go in the deep end. And then like after that, it was again in the deep end with touring and, and being with Dua Lipa for three months. It was like you're doing arenas almost every night. So See, because you toured with Dua and Coldplay and Ed Sheeran as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. What's been the moment? Out of all, so everything from 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 the first song you wrote about like Target to all that. <laughs> Good memory. <yeah. laughs> what has been the moment that you still cannot believe has happened? Well, uh, I think two things. Meeting Taylor and knowing Taylor just knows my music is cool, and her like mm -hmm. posting about that and supporting it openly is insane. And I think being in the studio with Chris Martin is pretty insane because he's he's Chris Martin, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what's on the cards for you this year in 2024 that you can share with us? What's happening? Yeah. What's next? Because obviously you're leaving Australia, which is which sucks. Yeah, yeah sucks. <laughs> Just so you're back in a couple of weeks. For Taylor, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what's next? I am planning to put out loads of new music and like a more fuller project this year and touring. Like I said, I think I've done a lot of... Um, support tours and open yeah. for a lot of other people and it, I'm excited to do my own tours and hopefully hear an audience sing my lyrics back that'd yeah. be really cool I'll so, be yeah. the one singing drink the drinks and or drunk the drinks yeah, and shook exactly. the hands that's your, that's <laughs> your anthem that's, yeah, yeah please yeah. Um, well we'd like to finish introducing with you introducing us to someone that you're loving like who, who are you listening to at the moment it can be someone that obviously we all know or someone that you've just be so excited to share with us Ooh, can I, can yeah, I check yeah. my please my go for it Spotify uh, who do I love recently? Because when you're on the road and you're waiting around, you're in hotel rooms and you're in planes and stuff, are you listening to music or are you, are you doing other things? Um, doing both. Yeah. Like, does it feel like does it feel like work sometimes listening to music? Yeah, it definitely does. It's hard. It's hard to like open up New Music Friday sometimes because you feel like you just you're like a cynical old woman in the industry and you're like all these kids are releasing all these songs that sound the same. Um, <laughs> um, I love how cynical you are yeah, at 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Honestly, I'm yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, we'll know? never see you again. No, you're no, done. no. This is it. I'm retiring now. <laughs> I've seen it all. Done showbiz. Uh, Ryan Beatty, I think, is my favourite at the moment. He was up there and my most listened to. And he's, I think he was part of Brockhampton and now he's done a solo album. It's yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Um, congratulations on everything. Your music is wonderful. Thank I really you so like much your music. And congratulations on Miss Me Too. In fact, now you've heard the podcast, you can go and stream that song now because I believe when this is out, it's out. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Cool. Awesome. End of Feb. Well, lucky so we're not live, just eh? Gonna, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Um, you just got to follow me and, and yeah, follow you. Listen to it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So nice to meet you. Thank you. Um, Live.